Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's tech briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking to Shashank Kumar, co-founder and CEO of Dehat, on his plans to make his agri-tech startup a one-stop shop for farmers. That's after these headlines. The Republic of El Salvador, the smallest country in Central America, with a population of some 6.2 million people, yesterday became the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender. The country is ranked 103 in terms of GDP and 92nd on the Global Innovation Index published by Cornell University, INSEAD and World Intellectual Property Organization. It is perhaps befitting that El Salvador is also called the land of volcanoes with frequent eruptions and earthquakes as well, according to the National Geographic. Given the wild fluctuations that Bitcoin's price can undergo, especially when one Elon Musk tweets about it. The Bitcoin law has been approved by a supermajority in the Salvadoran Congress. Navi Bukele, the country's 39-year-old president, said on Twitter yesterday. Bukele, Latin America's youngest president, believes this will create jobs and promote financial inclusion in the country where banking penetration is low. El Salvador will not, however, replace the US dollar, its official currency. U.S. President Joe Biden signed an executive order yesterday revoking the Trump-era bans on Chinese apps TikTok and WeChat, The Verge reports. In place of the Trump order, Biden will direct the Commerce Secretary to investigate apps with ties to foreign adversaries that may pose a risk to American data privacy or national security. The order replaces a series of executive orders instituted by Trump last year which blocked apps like TikTok, WeChat and Alipay from US app stores and took further measures to prevent them from operating in the US. President Biden's order will revoke those made by Trump. Biden's order will institute a new framework for determining the national security risks of transactions that involve apps that are connected to the governments or militaries of foreign adversaries like China or collect sensitive data from US consumers, according to The Verge. Last year, India banned several Chinese apps, including TikTok, WeChat and the UC browser, as a threat to national security. Honeywell announced on Tuesday that Honeywell Quantum Solutions and Cambridge Quantum Computing will combine to form the largest, most advanced standalone quantum computing company in the world, setting the pace for what is projected to become a $1 trillion quantum computing industry over the next three decades. The new company will offer the world's highest performing quantum computer and a full suite of quantum software, including the first and most advanced quantum operating system, the company said in a press release yesterday. These technologies will support customer needs for improved computation in diverse areas, including cybersecurity, drug discovery and delivery, material science, finance and optimization across major industrial markets. The company will also focus on advancement of natural language processing to fully exploit the possibilities of quantum artificial intelligence. After the transaction is complete, Honeywell will own a majority stake in the new company with commensurate governance rights. In addition, Honeywell will invest between $270 million and $300 million in the new company and will have a long-term agreement to help manufacture the critical ion traps needed to power the quantum hardware. Honeywell's businesses will continue to serve as a proving ground for the new company's quantum offerings.
Combination is expected to be complete in the third quarter of 2021, subject to regular regulatory approvals. Biocon's founder and executive chairperson Kiran Mazumdar Shah has given five crore rupees towards an initial pool of funding for the research projects on pandemic preparedness at the Ignite Life Life Science Foundation. The organization said in a press release yesterday. These projects support national efforts in preparing for and responding to future pandemics. An important goal will be to build competencies that will enable India to mount a quick and effective response to future pandemics. Ignite Life Science Foundation is a Section 8 not-for-profit organization launched in January 2020 by Nobel laureate Venki Ramakrishnan and is promoted by several senior scientists and technocrats in India. Realme, a Chinese smartphone brand that is popular in India, will introduce its Realme GT model on June 15th at 5:30 p.m. India time. In conjunction with Realme GT's launch, the company will also announce its latest AIoT strategy with new products under the brand Realme Tech Life. AIoT refers to the combination of artificial intelligence with Internet of Things sensors. In startup news, Refine a fintech company whose solutions allow people to access a portion of their pay that they have already earned ahead of the monthly payday has raised 16 million dollars in its series A funding round from partners of DST Global and RTP Global TechCrunch reported yesterday Refine raised 4.1 million dollars in seed capital in December from Jigsaw VC and QED investors and XYZ Capital All those investors also participated in the new round. The Bangalore startup was co-founded last year by Chitresh Sharma, a winner of the Forbes 30 Under 30 award for his previous venture Swipey Labs in the UK. Refine works with employers to let their workers access their earned salaries in real time. An employee can check her Refine mobile app to see how much she has earned in any given week and withdraw a fraction of it anytime. The concept is yet to become mainstream but is being tried out in some markets. More than 100 companies in India are already using Refine's platform, touching over 300,000 employees. Some of the clients include Rebel Foods, Cafe Coffee Day, Hira Group and Chai Point, according to TechCrunch. Refine plans to use its fresh funds to expand its technology team and step up its sales. By the end of the current financial year, it aims to reach a million workers in India. More women in India took online courses to boost their careers last year than ever before Coursera an online education company said in a press release yesterday about its global skills report for 2021 Women as a share of overall Coursera course enrollments rose from 25% before the covid pandemic to 35% in 2020 Women as a share of those who enrolled in science engineering technology and math or STEM courses increased from 22% to 33%. This was the second highest increase globally, Coursera said. On the whole, the proportion of women among those using Coursera was 37%, showing that there is still a gap with men. More than 5.7 million people from India joined Coursera last year, taking the total number of Indian learners on the platform to 10.6 million. Despite the increase in enrollments, Coursera's latest Global Skills Report 2021 highlights that India continues to witness a digital skills gap. The study draws on performance data 
Since the pandemic's onset, from more than 77 million learners on the platform worldwide to benchmark skills proficiency across business, technology, and data science for over 100 countries. Coursera's analysis shows that while Indian learners are relatively more adept at digital skills like cloud computing and machine learning, there is a significant skill challenge across the three important domains. Overall, India ranks 67th globally with 38% proficiency with mid-rankings globally in each domain, ranked 55 in business, 66 in both technology and data science. In Asia, India ranks number 16 ahead of countries such as Philippines and Thailand and below others like Singapore and Japan. Over the last few years, startups looking to bring farm equipment, fertilizers, seeds and other inputs as well as advice on scientific agricultural practices have found traction in India. Internet penetration into rural India is deeper than before and there is also more funding today for these startups. They are also operating growing online marketplaces for agri-producers and buyers. I spoke to Shashank Kumar, co-founder and CEO of one such startup, Dehat, which has made significant inroads in bringing agri-tech to farmers in large states like Bihar and UP. Shashank, uh, welcome to this podcast. Thank you for making time for this. Uh, for those of us uh, who are not very familiar with uh, your work, tell us a bit about how you started Dehat. What are the problems that you are looking to address? What is the opportunity there? And uh, how are you, what are you doing now? Sure, Ari. Thanks for having me. Dehat uh, is a full stack B2B platform uh, of, uh, you know, for different agribusinesses. Uh, it connects businesses you know, with farmers. So the problem statement Dehat is trying to solve is that uh, in India, we have millions of farmers and we're still looking for better access you know, to various agricultural services related to input or output or advisory, financing, and ground level at a ground level for all these various agricultural needs or touch points they have to rely upon different people, different channels. So Dehat as a solution, it brings everything related to agriculture under one roof for Indian farmers in an accessible as well as affordable way. And then at the same time for the, for the businesses, right? I mean, all agri input manufacturers or agri output bulk buyers or financial institution and where the market size is huge, which is more than $350 billion industry so these, these businesses, in fact, they have been living with a lot of inefficiencies in terms of post-harvest loss, in terms of not having transparency, not having reliability or so. So for all these players, Dehat as a platform brings direct access to farmers in a reliable way, in a transparent way. So that's the, like, and that's, that's exactly what we are doing today, where we are connecting businesses, you know, uh, we are bringing businesses and farmers together. We are aggregating the last mile of agricultural value chain, uh, you know, for different businesses. So as on date, I mean, one side of our platform, we have more than half a million farmers active on our platform day to day basis while buying something or selling something or raising their advisory related queries. And then on the other side of platform, there are more than 800, you know, businesses or institution transacting with these farmers, either for seed fertilizer pesticide or maybe for you know, procurement of uh, different crops like corn or soya bean or vegetables or fruits or so. And now very recently we have integrated financial services as well. 
so banks or financial institution who really want to you know lend farmers or farming community they are also they have also started leveraging our platform in a transparent way hmm uh if you can go one level deeper into the uh, technology platform the products and solutions that you have built uh, explain to us some of its core features uh, how it works sure so the overall construct of the tech stack is data driven uh because in agriculture most of the like the, the common issue or the common reason around most of the inefficiency is not having a data intelligence you know, or data driven approach uh for example in a layman language in fact farmers they grow the produce they harvest and then they start looking for you know buyers similarly agri input sellers in fact they place their inventory at a retailer level or a dealer level and then they start you know selling and again similarly in case of you know insurance or uh, you know lending there is no visibility on the profile of farmer there is no data availability and that's the reason why penetration of credit and insurance in rural areas especially with the farming community is fairly low which is just less than 10% or so so approach of the heart while built of of you know building different interfaces for you know different stakeholder the single approach is highly you know data driven and building a sort of you know predictive tools of, you know at each and every stage if i talk about few of the interfaces so at farmer level we have two interfaces one there is an app for all smartphone user where you will find lot of you know picture driven sort of you know construct where you will find kind of you know the app size is very fairly small and more importantly the regional factor right and that's the reason why farmer finds it quite sort of you know tailor made or quite user friendly okay at the same time those farmers who do not have smartphone and again majority of indian farmers in fact they are still comfortable with feature phone there we have a helpline number or call center and on the tech side we have built a very robust crm where we have digitized entire crop and pest database where again the overall approach is purely you know machine learning based that when any farmer calls us in fact the call the, the our operator gets to know everything the entire history and more importantly the machine itself recommends that you know that what what exactly to recommend today to the respective or to the particular you know caller also so these are the two interfaces at farmer level and 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 the perception they have you know builds at ground level in you know at farmer level is that in case of any agricultural requirement if you want to buy any seed fertilizer if you want to sell any of your produce if you need financing you need cattle feed you need advisory you just need to you know contact us through either of these interfaces so that's one secondly if i talk about another interesting tech interface so that's just one level up of these farmers network which is used by our last mile franchise micro entrepreneur and these micro entrepreneur are responsible for last mile activity whether it's sales or distribution of agricultural input or aggregation of you know farm produce so here again the the rural micro entrepreneur with diverse background they get a again plug and play platform or interface for them so that irrespective of the background from very first day they get a complete you know business support through our the help for business app and in a plug in you know in a plug in play manner they get access to more than 800 businesses they get access to you know lucrative deals related to buy and sell and that deal basically they use to they pass on to their uh, you know local and neighboring farmers and they make money out of it 
not just that i mean also the payment gateway the ledger the rating again a lot of you know intelligence that you know that on a particular day as a micro entrepreneur in your certain catchment area of 3 to 5 km what exactly you have to do right so that's another interesting interface you know for these micro entrepreneur which is the hub for business app and then the third interface we have you know for agri businesses like agri input manufacturers or agri output buyers where again they get a complete sort of you know uh, integrated solution which is not only just sufficient to facilitate the transaction in terms of buying or in terms of selling in terms of auctioning in terms of ledger or their po not just those you know business elements but also a lot of you know intelligence and lot of you know transparency right i mean as a buyer if you want to know the crop status report right so that you can plan your aggregation i think that is there on the interface as a seed manufacturer if you want to know that how exactly your seed is performing in terms of percentage germination or so i think that's another feature probably you find on your on your platform so it's not just for a business facilitation but also for you know for 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 enabling the overall you know transparency and traceability you know in the in the entire agriculture supply chain which is fairly important for this 350 billion dollar industry or so and now for this financial institution the interface we are building where you can get to see the profile of each and every individual farmer we have uh, started digitizing the land parcel of farmer as well on the technology side now we are in a position to track and monitor every single land parcel irrespective of the size of the land parcel so not just we are in a position to to provide advisory to farmers in a in a precise way right in a customized way but also to generate or to create and to bring that visibility up to that land parcel for various stakeholders whether it's a buyer whether it's a seller or it's a financial institution also hmm uh, give us a sense of how the farmers income uh, increases through your intervention uh, you know maybe a before and after kind of scenario yeah yeah so that's uh, in fact that that has been the trigger point to to build the hat uh, you know for us and uh, again i mean the way how we have built this full stack solution for farmer the way how we have brought the entire 360 degree agriculture services so at every at each touch point stage in fact farmer gets benefited when they buy any agricultural input seed fertilizer or pesticide they save somewhere around 8 to 12% of cost and more importantly considering that agri is a highly time sensitive you know sector the right timing right quality is is ensured and that's the way they they get an ensured or secured productive season ahead then the second touch point is advisory where you know they get super customized advisory throughout the season right from field preparation to irrigation management to pest and disease management or so and because of this timely and customized advisory they experience somewhere around 12 to 20% increment in their yield or crop productivity and then the third is the off take or the market linkage when they sell the produce irrespective of the volume of the size or so size of produce they get access to hundreds of buyers here they get somewhere around you know 5 to 10% of you know better price along with fair weighing and payment terms so in total they experience more than 50% increment you know in their net agricultural income and these all are those things which can be measured i think the the on top of these the biggest value proposition or the advantage or the benefit to farmer is that all these you know services you know are available under one roof and this roof is 
close to your farm gate. You don't have to go to 30, 40 kilometers far to your district headquarter. The, your Dehat center is very next to your village within a radius of three to five kilometers. And hence you experience significant reduction in, their, in your running time and cost. But again, I mean, that's hard to measure. At the same time, our advisory module or the package of practices we have kind of, you know, again, archived, that's highly, you know, environment friendly. So while kind of, you know, adopting our, our, our recommendation, they also experience benefits like improvement in their soil fertility, you know, usage, I mean, uh, 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 you know, uh, less usage of, you know, groundwater, irrigation optimization. So these are other set of, you know, benefits, the environmental benefits are slightly kind of, you know, sustainable or the long-term benefits, which are again, hard to measure. But again, I mean, these are the, like the entire bouquet of benefits farmer, you know, goes through, uh, you know, during their uh, life cycle or experience cycle at the uh, Give us a sense of uh, the scale that the heart has achieved today. Well, so as on date, uh, uh, so we have built a network of more than 1,750 micro entrepreneurs. As I told you already that we are working with more than half a million farmers. Uh, we started our journey from eastern part of India, from Bihar. So we are, we are deeply penetrated in eastern uh, you know, Indian states like Bihar, UP, Charkhand, Odisha, West Bengal. Uh, five, six months ago, we started replicating this model to different regions. So now we are also present in MP and Rajasthan. Uh, in terms of scale, uh, if I talk about uh, on the output side, every day we are aggregating more than 1300 metric ton of produce. On the, on the agri input side, every day we are aggregating, we are delivering more than 10,000 you know, orders of seed and fertilizer to farmers through our micro entrepreneur network. On the advisory side, again, every month we spend more than one and a half million minutes while advising farmers for sustainable agricultural practices. So, and then the current team size is more than 600, just to give you a sense. Uh, explain the uh, business model uh, of Dehat. How does Dehat make money? Well, so uh, while advisory is super important, uh, you know, touch point between farmer between farmers and Dehat, but we don't charge farmers for advisory. Whenever there is a transaction, there we make money. So when they buy agri input, that's one of our revenue stream. And similarly, at the end of season, when farmers sell the produce, uh, that's another revenue stream. You told me earlier about uh, uh, your funding. If you could just go through that again, uh, how many rounds of funding, uh, how much money have you raised so far? Sure. So we got registered in 2012. Initial few years, we bootstrapped, we raised uh, you know, numbers of angel rounds. In 2019, we raised our first institutional capital. And then since then, in last uh, you know 25 months, we have raised in total $46 million from investors like uh, Omnivore, Sequoia, FMO, RTP Global and Process or NASPER. And, and what are the main ways in which uh, you're using the money? It's mostly for network expansionary. Uh, so we see ourselves in next 12 to 15 months, we see ourselves uh, you know, in, in each and every important agricultural cluster of India. So, so we are going to create our footprints in Gujarat, Maharashtra, uh, you know, MP, AP, Telangana, Chhattisgarh, everywhere in next 15 months or so. And this is mostly the network acquisition when we are talking about acquiring as many farmers as possible, uh, you know, thousands of, you know, micro entrepreneurs, uh, building and strengthening technology, right? I mean, so, so these are the 
broad avenues of of our fundraise. Uh, hmm. Uh, so network expansion, I guess, is one immediate thing that you're working on. Uh, what are the next big big steps at Dehat? So the next big big step is is mostly on the technology side, where we really want to where we are building, as I briefly mentioned earlier, where we are building a very robust or SaaS based platform for different equity businesses, so that they can get to see the 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 last mile insights in a data driven way, which will help those businesses for their own decision making process in terms of buying or in terms of selling or in terms of lending or whatever. So I think this, and again, I mean, agree, I mean, India, we, we, we have an agrarian you know, economy, but uh, there has always been a question related to transparency, right? I mean, related to having a traceability. So while working with farmers in a deeper way, and then again, while working with them across value chain through input, output, advisory or financing, we have been generating a lot of, you know, data sets. Now we are kind of, you know, we are in a, we are, what we are planning to bring those data sets and the respective intelligence for hundreds of businesses, which have been associated with us, you know, which will help them for their own decision making process in a data. This is good. Uh, this is fantastic. Uh, Shashank, thank you so much for making time uh, for this chat. I hope to keep the conversation going. My pleasure. Thanks for the conversation. Thank you. That was Shashank Kumar of Dehat. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arkli. Thank you for listening.